How can we thank you? How can we praise you? We can't thank you enough. We can't praise you enough. We can't adore you enough. For all the goodness, all the mercies, all the love, all the provision, all the care, all the mercies, all the forgiveness that Lord you have shown us. We can't thank you enough. We can't thank you enough. Receive our thanksgiving this morning as a church, as a family, as individuals. Receive our thanksgiving. Receive our appreciation in the name of Jesus. From the deepest of our hearts, we declare that we are grateful to you. You have been so good. You have been so good to us, Lord. You have been so good. We have returned with all the praise. We have returned with all the glory. We have returned with all the honor. Blessed be your name forever. We refuse to take the happenings in our lives for granted. We know it is by your grace that you have counted us among the living. By your grace that we can go and come. It is by your grace that we can even eat and have air to breathe. Blessed be your name forever. We stand before your presence. That you did not count our sins against us. But your message and your grace have been so sufficient of our lives. Therefore we stand before you today. We say blessed be your name forever. And thank you for bringing us before your presence once again. Just by your grace and by your mercies. All hearts are set for you this morning. Bless every heart. Speak your word to us. Let your word come forth in power and authority. Let your word transform. Let your word take us from one level to the other. And let each and everyone leave this place blessed. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Hallelujah. Without, you are not admitted at the hospital, but by the grace of God, we have appeared before his presence. It's a great blessing. Hallelujah. So let's be joyful and be glad. The Bible says, serve the Lord with gladness. Let's be joyful and be glad in serving our God. Uh, sometimes you can't understand God. But the one of the things that we all must learn to do is that always use every opportunity that you have to work for God. It's a great blessing. When you are grown and you have fulfilled all the years that God has given you and I come to bury you at the age of 90, 100, what testimony are we going to give about you? Because nobody in this church should die at the age of 70. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Nobody should die less than... You are now starting life by 70. That scripture that Moses said is 70 and you have gone beyond is 80 when you are straight. No, 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 no. Those are not for Christians. The Christian's age is 120. So at least when you cry, at least they call 18 and 90, hono, one time, hono, if you are not a person of front, you won't go to court, then he calls you and then you go. Hallelujah. By the grace of God, we are in a year of Christ-like living. Exactly. It's a year that we are living like Christ that will lead us to our rest. And please believe you me, God is giving you rest this year. Help me tell the person that you will never fail. You will never fail. Tell the person that say, God is leading you into your rest. This morning, I'm sharing with you a message entitled, Grace for Christ-like living. Grace for Christ-like living. We read some few scriptures from Philippians chapter number 4 from verse 12 to 13 and 1 Corinthians 15, 9 to 10. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer. I can do all things. And he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
Now go back to Corinthians. He said, for I am the least of the apostles who I am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am. So you can see the connection of Philippians and Corinthians. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Then he said, I am what I am by the grace. So you can see that you can do everything in this life just by the grace of God. So when the grace of God is at work in your life, everything becomes possible. And his great taught me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was ah, hallelujah. Now, what is grace? Let me just try to define it. Now, grace, I mean, it's a very broad topic. We have so many definitions, but because of our teaching, I'll just limit it to a particular definition. So, grace is God's help or strength that enables you to do well and achieve things your human strength cannot be able to do. That is grace. I am what I am by the grace of God, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, grace is the strength of God that enables your weaknesses to do things your human strength and abilities cannot be able to do. This is grace. It is also what makes things possible for you by God's divine intervention. So when grace is at work, it doesn't matter how difficult the situation may look, the situation may be, the grace of God will make a way for you. That's right. Because the grace of God is the strength of God, is the power of God to make things possible. And people of God, listen to me. There is nothing in this life that with the grace of God you cannot be able to achieve and do. If only God has destined you to do that thing, with the grace of God, all things will become possible for you. And I pray that the grace of God at work in your life will move every impossibility and difficult situations out of your way and make all things possible for you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, please listen to me. Without the grace of God, Christ-like living will become very difficult for you. Without the grace of God, Christ-like living will become very impossible. That is the reason why we need the grace of God this morning to be able to live the life of Christ. Paul said, the things I want to do, I'm not able able to do them, but the things I don't want to do, those are the things that I do. And this morning, I see that grace of God making it possible for you to be able to live like Christ. Help me tell you, it is possible to live like Christ by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Now, why is the grace of God so important? Why do we need the grace of God? The first thing that grace will do in your life or grace does in your life, grace makes you, is able to make you. Or grace is what makes us. As we read from 1 Corinthians 15 from verse 9 to 10. 1 Corinthians 15 from verse 9 to 10. He said, for I am the least of the apostles who am I not worthy to be called an apostle but because I persecute the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. So no matter who you become, no matter what you want to become, it will take the grace of God for you to be become, become it. The achievements in your life will never come by your intellect, by your strength, by what you know, by your education. It is just by the grace of God. I am what I am by the grace. So please, whatever you want to achieve in this life, don't rule out the grace of God. Don't rule out the help of God that you need to make you to become what you want to become. If you think that you can be able to achieve whatever you want to achieve in this life, whether it's a land you want to buy, it's a career you want to pursue, whether it is marriage that you want to marry, no matter what you want to achieve in this life, it will take the grace of God for it to become a reality. God must help you. God must. Sometimes you can look at certain people and look at what they have and you wonder how did they get what they have. Most of the time, it's not through dubious means whatever, but most of that, by when God grace your life, the things that people think that you don't deserve, 
will come on your way. I see that grace coming in your direction this month in the name of Jesus. All those who have ruled it out that you can never marry. You will never give birth. You will never make it. I see the grace of God making a way for you in the name of Jesus. Grace is what makes you. So whatever you want to become, unless the Lord builds the house, unless the Lord watches the city, those who watch, watch in vain, those who build, build in vain. Don't take God out. If Whatever you want to achieve in this life. When this woman gave birth, uh, Hannah, Hannah made a statement that, that is so profound. A woman that they thought she could never ever give birth. She said in First Samuel chapter number 2 verse 9, listen to what he said. When she gave birth and she was giving a testimony, thanking God, he will guide the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent. For by strength, by strength, by strength, no man, by strength, no man. So if you think that you are smart, you can win whatever you want by your beauty, by who you are, you are deceiving yourself. I'm telling you. By strength, no man prevails. By strength. It is not by your strength. Just look on Lord, I need your help. I think in Second Kings, chapter number 6, from verse 24, there was famine in the land, and one day, two women met. They decided to kill. They said, kill your son. Let's eat your son. The next day, we'll, we'll eat my own. So they killed the other woman's son. The next day, the woman went to them and said, please bring your child for us to kill your child. He said, hey, you do think I'm a fool. I will never bring my child. So this woman out of desperation running and met the king. He said, King, have mercy. He said, What is it? Said, and it happened after this man that behind the king of Israel. And there was a great famine in the Samaria. And indeed, they besieged until donkey's head was sold for 80 seconds of silver and one fourth of a cup of dove droppings for five doves drops. So they were eating. Shekels of silver. Then as the king of Israel was passing on the wall, a woman cried out to him, saying, Help my Lord, O king. Listen to what the king said. And he said, If the Lord does not help you, if the Lord, if the Lord, if the Lord, if the many of us, your help is man, your help is your wife, your help is your husband, your help is your job, your help is your cat, your help, your help is your beauty. So, anywhere you stand as a woman, you can get whatever you want. You are deceiving yourself. If the Lord does not help you, you see, when God takes his help out of your life, there you see how weak and helpless you are. It is grace that makes you. And grace is God. It's God's help. You need God in your life. God must help you. You see, from the deepest of your heart, come to the point to understand that, Lord, if you don't help me, there's no, I have no help from anywhere. The man you are looking for to help you is also looking for help from somewhere. The man you are believing God to marry you, he's looking somewhere. His eyes are somewhere, not on you. It will take the grace of God for God to take his, the man's eye from somewhere and bring it to you because you are the one who deserves the man. Pray that you never miss the grace of God in your life this way. In the name of Jesus. So one of the things that grace does, grace makes us. I see God making you by grace. And please listen to me. Whenever you see any good thing in your life, always attribute it to God. That's where the grace begins to grow. Always people are, you are looking at things that become, oh, by the grace of God. Mean it. It is just by grace. By the grace of God, we have not been able to not taking credit for ourselves for whatever God is doing in, in this our church. No, nobody can take the credit. Hey, why are you? Hey, shut your mouth. Who has done well? No, 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 nobody is qualified for that. You have what you have by the grace of God. Many of people look at you and tell you, Oh, you are looking nice. Oh, the moment you hear you are looking nice, they remember the cream that you have been putting on for the past one month. Then your mind goes, Oh, I'll go and get that, that same cream again. 
Oh, these days you're looking so nice. They remember a new boyfriend you have got. Oh, boy, yeah, yeah, dear. Everybody say, tell the person, grace will make you. Grace will make you. I see that grace making you from today. In the name of Jesus. Now, the second thing that grace will do in your life, grace strengthens you to serve God acceptably. Grace will help you to serve God. You see, there are many people who are serving God, but few of us are serving him acceptably. Many of us, if God puts us on a scale, on a scale of acceptability, where will you be? Your service. Your service to God. The things you do. The, way, the things God expects you to do. If God puts on a scale, I don't know how you're going to weigh. But in Hebrews chapter number 12, the verse 20, listen to what Paul said in Hebrews. He said, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace. Let us have what? Grace. By which we may serve God acceptably. So the strength or the grace of God enables your service to be accepted. Many of us, coming to church is very difficult for you. Many of us, even paying your tithe is difficult. You need the grace of God so that you can do what God wants you to do and your service will become what? Acceptable. As for me, I don't pay tithe, but I give offering. You see, many of us, our service are not acceptable because we lack the will and the strength to do it. But this morning, the grace of God is coming upon you to enable you to serve God, do what God expects you to do, so that your service can become acceptable. And listen to me. It is only when your service is acceptable, that is where you are qualified to be blessed. I'm telling you. It is when your service is acceptable, that is where you are qualified for reward. We may receive grace that we can be able to serve God acceptably. Therefore, you will be qualified for rest and for God. I pray that the grace to serve God acceptably is released upon you from today in the name of Jesus. Many of us, you need the grace of God to be able to commit to God in church. But if you come to church today, next Sunday will not see you. You don't have any tangible excuse. You don't have any tangible proper excuse. Many of you, even if it's on Sunday morning and the weather changes small, oh, the weather brings himself. You always want to find excuses not to appear before his presence. I pray that your service to God will become acceptable by grace. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. I said receive that grace in the name of Jesus. So grace will make our service acceptable. Make our work with the Lord acceptable. Number three. Grace gives you strength to finish. It gives you the grace to finish. Interestingly, let me say this. It's not everybody who begins to serve God ends very well. Not everybody. I've seen people who started very well serving God. Very active in church. But now they are backslided. I know pastors who are now selling mobile phones. They have stopped preaching now. They are selling mobile phones. I know pastors who are now tend to be, they are no more pastors, but they are not taxi drivers. Look at what Paul said about Demas. He told, he said, come to me quickly. For Demas has forsaken me because he loved this. He was a pastor. Go to Romans chapter 5 verse 1 and 2. Please first for me. Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have, been, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace, which we do what? We stand. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace I'm talking about, in which we do what? So grace is what makes you to be able to get to the end. It makes you to stand. Stand. So that the way you are active in church today, the way you want to serve God, you will do it to the end. You will not backslide along the way. I pray that the way you have begun to serve God, you continue to serve God all the rest and the years of your life in the name of Jesus. No man will be able to take you away from God. I said, no man will be able to take you away from God. No woman will be able to take you, take you away from God. Not your career, not your business, not nothing, nothing. What will separate me from the love of Christ? That's what Paul said. Romans 8. 
36. Then what? What will separate us from the love of Christ? Many of us, the things that you are looking for, if you don't get them, we'll never see you in church again. That's a problem. You need grace to finish. You need grace to end well. You need grace to be able to succeed in the call that God has called that you can be able to finish your race. Paul said, I've finished the race. I've run my course. It's left with me the crown I have to receive from. The grace to be able to finish your work with God. Many of you here, at the age of 60, you still serve God. At the age of 70, you still serve God. At the age of 80, you still serve God. At the age of 90, you still serve God. At the age of 100, you still serve God. You will die in the Lord. Glory to God. Yeah. You will not die in a shrine. You will not die in a village somewhere. Trying to give you some health and some cortex. You will never die as a wicked person. No, as an unbeliever, you will die in the Lord with full of years. In the name of Jesus. You will finish well. When you look through the Bible, there are a lot of men of God who didn't finish well. People who began very well with God, but they couldn't finish well. So grace enables you to do what? To finish. Of which we stand. Help me tell you, you will never backslide. The Bible says, he who puts a sand in a plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. He who puts a sand in a plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. People of God, you have set your heart to serve God. You continue to serve him forever and ever and ever and ever. Uh, one day I told one of our church members, look at what the three Hebrew boys told Nebuchadnezzar. Can you imagine this? Hey, if you don't bow, he said, King, we are not bowing. Even if God is not able to save us, we will still not. Even things go on. Let, let's even assume. Even if you don't get what you want and what you're looking for in life, nothing will be able to take you away from God. You will die in the faith. You will serve God forever. None of us here will turn up to become a Sakawa person. Because you are looking for money that's not coming. You want to find ways and means to get things. Nobody will be a froster in this church in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will make a way for you. In the name of Jesus. Tell the person you will do well in this life. You will do well. Glory to God. You will do well. You do well. No, this year you are going to marry and marry and marry and marry and marry. Believe you me. That grace is coming upon you. In the name of Jesus. So grace imparts the strength. Second Corinthians 12, 9. Listen to what Paul said. Grace imparts the strength to finish. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So the grace of God perfects your weakness. That's how it is. When the grace of God is at work, it perfects your weaknesses. From today, identify your weakness and I ask for the grace of God to help you in that direction. Lord, I am weak when it comes to these areas. I I can't serve you because of this, this and that. I am weak in this area. Lord, let your grace be made perfect in that weakness of my life. Help me to serve you well. Tell you when you see certain things, you can't close your eyes. You need the grace of God to close your eyes. When you see that somebody, something is lying down, you can't move your hand out. Your hand must always go forth. That grace is coming upon you from today in the name of Jesus. The fourth thing that grace will do, grace will impart the ability to say no to sin. Impart the grace to say what? No to sin. Let me tell you that one of the difficult things to do in our work with the Lord is to say no to sin. Because of our flesh. Because of our carnality. Because of the old nature that is still at work in us. But please listen to me. God has a solution and the answer for you in that situation. In Titus chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. Titus 
chapter number 2, verse 11 and 12. Can we start one to go? Let's go. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present. So you can be in this world and still live right. Oh yeah. You can be a young girl and still be a virgin. Oh. Nowadays before people marry. Hey, they spoil the things that young men have seen. Things that young women have seen. But in this present age, you can still be a holy boy. Yeah. What grace does, grace enables you to say what? No. Everybody say, say no. No. Exactly. This is what your body wants to do. But it said, hey, no. A boy wants to touch and say, hey, no. no. A girl uses the hand around your ears and say, hey, no. Tell us to receive the grace to say no. Receive the grace to say no. No matter how your body and your feelings are pushing you, you receive the grace. It takes the grace of God. Because this body wants to do things. It doesn't want, I mean, this body wants to do things. Wow. Everybody say wild. Wow. How many of you know that sometimes your body wants to do some wild, 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 wild things? You go to heaven. Yes. Tell us you receive the grace to say no. Receive the grace to say no. Just the grace to say no, 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 no. I want. Let the strength of God be released in our bodies, in our system, in our spirit from today in the name of Jesus. Oof. He takes that inner strength. Job said, I've made covenant with my eyes. Job 31 verse 1. I've made covenant with my eyes that I will never look at a young lady lustfully. That's what when you see one thing. Instead of you to take your eyes off. I remember before we gave our life to Christ. We were going somewhere. Young, young boys. Yo, 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 yo. And I saw a lady sitting down. You know some of you ladies, when you sit, you don't close your legs. And you open the leg like this. So I was going. Bad boys. We were all going. I don't know where we were going, but just something like that. And I remember. And my, the moment I turned my eyes, my eyes saw something. So when we were going, I told the, did you see something? I said, let's go back. I'll show you. So I was going, I dropped my handkerchief. <laughs> Tell the person, receive the grace to say no. Receive the grace. So, yeah. From today, that grace coming upon you from today. I see you saying no to that man. I see you saying no to that woman. I see you saying no to that cigarette. I see you saying no to that alcohol. I see you saying no to that thing in the name of Jesus. I receive the grace to say no. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. That grace coming upon us forever in the name of Jesus. Now, in conclusion, my time is up. How do I connect to this grace? How do I receive grace? I've, I've cut some of the things. I can't mention that because of time. One thing I want everybody to understand is that the grace of God began to work in your life the day you gave your life to Christ. So the day you, because it, was the, it took the grace to save you. And that grace is at work. I think John 1, 16 and 17. So the grace of God is already at work. Don't forget that. And of his fullness we have all received. And grace for for the law was given through Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And Paul, I mean John said we have received that grace. So the grace of God that makes you to say no to sin. That makes you to be able to live the Christ-like life is already at work in you. 
So it is not something new you are going to look for. That grace is what has even saved you. That grace, that is what is making you to sit here. But interestingly, this grace must be able to, the grace is in levels and it's in degrees. Many of us, the level of your grace that you operate in is the reason why you are not committed to God. The grace that you are operating in is the reason why you can't say no to certain types of sin. There are some people that who will never lie, but they will do certain other things. Another bad thing. You need grace in those areas. You must grow in those areas to to overcome those weaknesses. Look at what the Bible says in Acts chapter number 4, verse 33. Then you jump from there to 1 Peter 3.18. Acts 4.33. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great what? Was upon them all. Great grace. So there are levels of grace. So when you see somebody doing well than other person, when you see somebody advancing another person, is the grace, the level of the grace of God operating in that person's life. First Peter chapter number yeah, three eighty. For Christ also suffered once for sins, for the for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. Please go back to verse 18. For Christ died for, for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous. To bring you to God, he was put to death in the body, but made alive by the what? By the Spirit. Now, simply for all, the, all that the scripture is saying here is that it will take the grace of God for you to become whatever, the help for you to become whatever you want to become in this life. Please, First Peter 3, 18. Exactly. How I can connect to this grace? In brief. The first thing, by accepting Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. John 1, 16 and 17. By accepting Jesus. The moment you are accepting, the grace of God begins to work in your life. If you have accepted Jesus, then the grace of God is already at what? At work. So what you need to do, you must grow in the grace to be able to walk like Christ. Number two. How can I connect to this grace? See your helplessness without God's grace. And ask for it in prayer. Know that without the grace of God, you are helpless. There is nothing you can do. Hebrews 4, Hebrews 4, 14 to 16. Listen to what it says. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess, we practice. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet without what? Without sin. 16. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So you see your helpless that without God's grace, I can never do anything. If you can walk in the grace of God in a higher dimension and grow in it, always see your helplessness that I need God and approach God in prayer that Lord, let your grace grow in my life. I see this grace coming upon us today. Number three, how can I walk in this grace? Or connect to this grace? Walk in humility. Walk in what? Humility. Proverbs chapter number three, verse 34. If you can attract God's help, God's strength in your life, in your weakness, you must learn to walk in humility. Proverbs 3, 34. So he mocks proud mockers, but gives grace to the humble. He mocks proud mockers, but gives grace to the one of the things that connect you to grace is your humility. You take away arrogance out of your life from the deepest of your heart. Know that without God, your life is useless. From the deepest of your heart, know that without God, you can never go anywhere, you can't go far. Humility, 
deep down within your heart, you must realize that without God's help, I can't do anything. That is humility. And the last of it, we connect to this grace by impartation. By impartation. Impartation is transference. Give me Philippians 1.7. Through transference. Paul said, you are partakers of my grace. So what happens is that you work with people who carry the grace so that you can have transference. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, in as much as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers with me of what? Of grace. I love the way the original King James puts it. He said, for even as it's meet for me to think of you all, because I, I have you in my heart, in as much as both in all bounds and in the defense and the convention of the gospel, ye are all partakers, partakers of my grace. That's the reason why in this church, one of the grace God has given to us in this church is projects and buildings. You can never be a member of this church without buying a land to build. Everybody in this church must own your land and build your own house. That's the grace at work in this church. It's grace. Hallelujah. That's why you need to walk with people with grace. So when you're working with someone and the person's life is some way, that's why you, you, you identify people who are living for God and work with such people. So that you can be a partaker of that same grace in your life. Work with them. Don't look for money from them. Don't look for anything. But that grace as you work with them begin to fall upon you. Look for godly people and work with them. Follow men of God who are genuine and work with them. And the grace of God upon their lives will impart your life as well. So you can also connect the grace of God by impartation. Do you know that even somebody, somebody carries a wrong spirit and a person lays hands upon you, you can also carry that, that wrong spirit. And many of you must be very careful about the places you go. Some of you, you walk too much. You are worsening your situation. I'm telling you. You are worsening your situation. You are worsening yourself. As a pastor, I'm not allowed to talk about pastors. It's not allowed. In the ministerial ethics, you don't talk about other pastors in your pocket. You don't talk. No, no, it's not right. But sometimes there are some of the things that you realize that if some of us know the details of certain things, we will not go to certain places. But we are moved by what we see and all that. I'm still on Philippians 1.7.0. Yeah, partakers of my grace. And it comes through impartation. That's why Paul said, don't be hasty in laying hands. Because when people lay hands upon it's one of the places that things go from people. So when people have wrong things, they enter, they enter you. I'm telling you. A pastor has prayed for you, but your situation becomes worse. Your life becomes terrible. You begin to do things you're not supposed to do. Tell the person, Tell person, continue to walk uh, from one place to the other. You will catch what you're supposed to catch. May God have mercy on us. But from today, I see that grace at work in your life in a higher dimension. I see many of us here receiving the grace to say no to sin. Can you please rise to your feet? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is a grace that turns our weaknesses into strength. Today, with a sincere heart. We know that we cannot live the Christ-like life without your grace. Let our willingness meet with your grace. And let our willingness encounter the grace to do what is right. Father, from today, let every weakness drop out of our lives, in our spirits, in our souls, in our bodies. The life we find difficult to live, which is the Christ-like life, let the grace of God make a way for us from today. And with determination and with the help of the Lord, with the grace to say no, we believe our lives will be like our master. 
From today, we take step by step. We begin step by step. Wherever we find weakness in our lives, we are beginning to do what is right. In the name of Jesus. Help us from today. We know when you appear, will not be found wanting. When you appear, our lives will be presentable. Will not be ashamed of your presence. Because we are living life like our master. Let that grace come upon us. Thank you for the release of that grace. Thank you for the release of that strength. Thank you for the release of that power. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that your strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 God bless you.